Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Mary. Welcome to From the Heart. Orlando is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Orlando benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. With a capital A R T. Yay. You know, we got to figure that out, Mary. Are we going to say it together? Are we going to each, you know, throw a little piece of it in there? Or yeah. maybe we'll just mix it up every single week. I like week. the way we kind of do the mix yeah, up. You'd think after five years we'd figure this out, but you know. Well, we have to keep something spontaneous <laughs> that's because that's true. one of the recipe portion, uh, ingredients for art, you right? It is. Mix it up. Mm-hmm. Be, surpri- be mm-hmm. surprising. How we, was your week, my friend? My week was good. Yeah. I had a good week with my fellow artisans on Main Street USA. Oh. Um, and, you know, there's one thing that I really appreciate about Cast, and I know all of our guests can appreciate this, is that uh, a bond forms and you become your own separate family outside of your other mm-hmm. family of friends mm-hmm. or, your, or even your birth family. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the most um, sensitive things because you're doing it from the point of view of um, we're friends because we delve into these subjects. That's what we're into in the arts mm-hmm. and in life. Mm-hmm. And I, it just makes me really appreciate the people I have in my world. Oh, I love that. It's so funny. I see that too at you know at CFC Arts, it, whether it's the choir, the orchestra, but especially in theater, it's mm-hmm. like every cast for every new show becomes the best of friends, and they all brunch together and they all hang out together, and mm-hmm. each of these little families are connected. Because when you do a show together, whatever, it, it's a journey, right? It and is a journey. And you feel together and you experience together. And it's very different than mm-hmm. just meeting a, fr- a new friend on the street. And you right? can't do it without them. You don't ever do a production alone. So they do become a family that you depend on and you are dependent on. And because there's that trust, you know it's sacred. That doesn't happen too often in the world outside yeah. of best friends and, and family. So you are a family. So did you have a special moment on Main Street? Is that why you mentioned it? Was there like just a thing that happened or it was just a, sp- Both. a sparkling magical good week Both, um, all, all of the above all the above yes. it was funny because you know i i don't get out to disney very often our wonderful friends at disney but i was i got to see the fireworks a couple of weeks ago and i'm standing there watching the fireworks or getting ready to watch the fireworks in front of the castle and who do i hear but mary thompson hunt over the entire Magic Kingdom. Please take small children by the hand. <laughs> and I was like, I know her, I know her. People were looking at me weird, and it was so just funny. very interesting. But Aww. it was so nice to hear your voice. You're not tired of it yet? Not yet. <laughs> it sounded a little different. Yeah. You know, it was the Disney voice. Yes, it's bigger, and it's and because I'm telling them what to do, it has to be even a little nicer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you're always nice, Mary. Well, there's so many amazing things happening in our arts community right now. We, we, we can't dive into all of them, but I do want to just mention that I was at the, the gala for the Orlando Ballet in their new beautiful mm. home, and there are so many wonderful projects that are happening now in Orange County because of our mayor and our commissioners and our tourism friends really helping us to get some of that tourist tax money to to really create some projects that might not have happened as quickly. And the new Harriet uh, Ballet Center is one of those. And it is a beautiful space uh, for those dancers. And it was just lovely to be there and to know that that happened because our 
our county and our city believes in the arts mm-hmm. and was and really wanted to help make that happen. That was so a long out. time in the works. It too. really was a long time in the works. Years and, f- mm-hmm. and but when it happened, within one year the building mm-hmm. was up. So really exciting and so a big shout out to the Orlando Ballet. Congratulations, uh, and congratulations. Robert Hill. And Robert Hill's birthday was yesterday. So Aww. happy birthday, Robert Hill. Uh, we want to dive right into our uh, not into our guests. We want to dive right <laughs> to our <laughs> guests. <laughs> that would hurt. Gracious, you wouldn't want to see that. Uh, but I. I'm really excited about having a conversation with all three of these people. Uh, one that I'm just meeting today, uh, one that I've had the absolute pleasure of working with and working on our team in, in several projects, and then a new friend that we that I just met yesterday. So today we have uh, Joseph Walsh, who is the artistic director of the Garden Theater, and I can't wait for you to sh- tell Central Florida your story of how you got here and all of that. <laughs> Katrina Plouffe, who is the artistic director at the Ocalo Civic Theater, which might be new to some of our listeners, so I can't wait to hear about mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. as well. And then Roberta Emerson, who is the director of theater at Montford Academy. Mm-hmm. And both of these wonderful ladies are directing shows at the Garden Theater this season. So they're going to be talking about that. But Joseph, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks so, for having us. So glad to hear it. When we, get, when we got to hang out yesterday, I said, oh, we get to see each other twice this yes. week. <laughs> it, it took us like months to actually get something. And now it's twice in one week. But So Joseph, you have been at the Garden Theater as the artistic director for about six months now, right? Yes. And how has the first six months been? Really, really incredible. I mean, I think, actually, I think I was here for my six week anniversary uh, with the cast of Ragtime. Wow. Uh, the last yeah. time I Feels was like here. yesterday. I know. Yeah. And now it's been six months. And um, it's been a real and really incredible journey. Huh. Um, I've met some fabulous people. Um, again, I'm so impressed by uh, the depth and breadth and talent of the Central Florida uh, arts community, uh, all of the performers. Um, I made it sort of my mission when I started to try to see as much as I possibly could, try to get out there and introduce myself. Um, I feel like I can't expect anyone to come and support the garden and the mission uh, that we're bringing from the garden unless I myself put myself out there and go and say hello to people. and actually, Roberta, uh, yeah. I fell in love with her, uh, <laughs> seeing her in a reading um, of the After Orlando plays. Um, oh, and yeah. I, I watched her read one segment, and I thought, <laughs> I have to meet that woman. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, and I thought, well, th- this is the beginning of something and someone that I want to collaborate with. And I just felt like yeah. our hearts kind of were in sync that night. Um, <laughs> she didn't know it yet. Um, and then I asked her for coffee, and I went, this is, this is a person I am desperate to work with. Um, and Katrina and I met when she was directing Death Trap at the Garden, and it was one of the greatest gifts that I've had since I've arrived is mm-hmm. to meet someone like Katrina and have a, a new friend that really uh, is my, we joked because she recently became the artistic director of Ocala, um, <laughs> and we're each other's emergency contact. Yeah. So wow. when something goes wrong, we <laughs> run to the car and make the phone call and say, I love that. I'm in a situation I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do I do? I love um, that. You so, know, so when Mary, when you were talking about family, yes. um, I feel really blessed that in just six months, I feel like I've started to uh, build a family uh, in the Central Florida arts community, and I feel so grateful to everyone, uh, and especially all of the people present here who are old and new friends alike as I begin this new journey. Joseph, wow. that is so beautiful. Everyone deserves to have a friend like you. Well, maybe they, maybe they don't. Only special people do, obviously. But so, that, Roberta, Joseph said there were sparks at first meeting. <laughs> is that true for you, too? Like, did you, after a conversation, Awkward you were question. like, I, I think That's I already great. know the answer, but did you... Because obviously, because you're going to be directing a show Absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. But did I, I mean, yeah, I didn't know Joseph, after like, Orlando because we didn't we didn't meet until after I think 
um, the niceties, the produ- yes. another production uh-huh. resident. He asked me for coffee. And yeah, there were actually, there were, I would say, sparks. <laughs> Creative <laughs> um, sparks. Yeah, I, love I, it. I just think, you know, it's very few times in between where you meet someone that you your language is the same, your vocabulary mm. is the same. And it was it was nice to finally, you know, discover someone that essentially talked like me. Like mm-hmm. we I, I think we that. were having coffee and finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. The first time. And it was it was a welcome, you know, and for me at that specific at that particular time, a needed kind of remem- uh, remembrance of I why I that. was doing what I was doing. Wow. And yeah. so what about you, Katrina? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just am a, a firm believer that the right people mm. step into your path mm. at the right moment in mm-hmm. time. And my transition up to Ocala was... Um, an exciting one, but also very, very fraught and very sad because the individual that I replaced um, passed away mm. and asked me to come prior to her death. So going there under those circumstances, I was really walking that path all by myself. And then I looked up and Joe was standing there. Wow. And, and then she I said, just, hi, boss. <laughs> I did. Whoa. He was in the lobby. <laughs> and we, it was a hug and that was it. Yeah, wow. we were done. And, it, and it, I just felt someone literally like take my hand and go, don't worry about it. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll get through this first year together and figure it out. And he's not joking. I run to the car. <laughs> I go, hey, do you have five minutes? Because I'm really like, don't know what to do right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll text him. Can you talk? <laughs> Everybody needs those people. And, I, you know, Joseph, we were talking yesterday a little bit about your mission of making a garden theater a place where people feel like they're at home. I know we talked a lot about that. And I, I love that mission and that heart as an artistic director that you want to put on quality shows and you want to put on great products and you want to tell good stories. But at the end of the day, you want to create a safe place for your actors to really explore who they are. And so it seems like to me you're building an army of like-minded directors who can cr- also create that. Because I know Roberta, uh, I've seen her in action with students <laughs> and and know that she does that and creates that space. So are, is that part of your mission here? Is that you're looking for people, that a team of people that have the same heart for theater like you? Absolutely. I think, you know, when Roberta used the term vocabulary, yeah. um, when you mm. start to find people who have the same vocabulary, who feel that theater is the same thing as you. Um, you then create a shorthand right from the first meeting through to the end of a production um, where you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all treating actors and creatives and the audience with the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the real mission for me and the garden mm-hmm. is to offer people a safe place um, to work on their art, to make mistakes, to fall down, to be raised up um, and to feel that their time and their talents um, are being respected um, and pushed. Mm. You know, part of what's so incredible about the community here is that we have kind of the tent posts of the theme park world and academia. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are these great places, uh, but places which are quite strict. They all have rules. Um, Everything sort of has its way of working. Um, And what I hope the garden it will remain being is a place where people from those worlds can come together, share their experiences, but also have the opportunity to get back on the floor. 
to get back on the floor and build their craft and rehearse their craft from the ground up again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that you have a place you you feel every time you walk in, you know you're going to learn something. Mm. Um, I've been directing for 20 some odd years now. um, And I my goal is always to learn something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I feel like if everyone in the room has that same goal of coming together to be educated and to educate each other, Mm -hmm. um, everyone ends up with the same mission. Mm. Uh, And we offer an opportunity for everyone to leave their safe spaces to come into a new one and kind of rediscover what we, what the three of us found when we all met is that love that we have for the theater and why we chose to make it our lives. That's beautiful. That's, yeah. Wow, I, Garden no Theater ha- is lucky to have you at the helm, You're my friend. <laughs> so we have to take a break, unfortunately, already. I'm just going to mention Garden's new season, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. So starting with Hello, Dolly, yes. which is super fun. <laughs> I can't, I'm can't. i definitely going to see that. Ugly Lies the Bone, It's a Wonderful Life, Parade, A Raisin in the Sun, Disney's Beauty and the Beast, and The Bodyguard. So fantastic mm, shows, all with a little bit of a through line, which yeah. I'm sure you'll talk about, but also very uh, unique. Mm-hmm. So we're going to come back and talk about Garden Theater, their new season, and with Joseph Walsh, the artistic director, and Katrina and Roberta, two of the directors this season. Join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Well, hi there, and welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt, here today with my astute, sagacious, and erudite co-host, ooh, ooh, Joshua Vickery. Wow. <laughs> yes, you get the big title today. That was very <laughs> impressive. I don't know what any of those mean, but thank you. Well, what is impressive are our guests <laughs> today, true. right? From the Winter Garden Theater, we have Joseph C. Walsh, Katrina Plouffe, Roberta Emerson, and we're talking about their season. Uh, Joseph, when we last spoke with you, you were going to tell us a little something about Hello, Dolly. Um, How did that come to be on your uh, season this year? And what is it you're looking forward to with that production? This year, uh, one of the discoveries that I made was actually what the Garden Theater means to the community. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I was observing many people who found a second home in the garden, in the work that we do, whether they're patrons or performers. Uh, People come and they feel safe and they feel like this is their theater. Um, And I arrived six months ago uh, to start a job. Um, And what I discovered was that I fell in love with it too Mm. and that I found a place to call home. Um, And I really can't tell you how much that means to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we were putting together the season, we were trying to figure out what stories we wanted to tell. Um, and I had decided that at that point, we wanted to tell stories about home. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say thank you to this community. Um, and I wanted to share how much you've opened my heart um, and start to tell stories about what it means to be home, uh, whether we find home in a new place or we find home where we expected it. Um, each of the seven shows this year um, looks at uh, the intricacies of what it means to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Dolly Gallagher-Levi uh, is our, our, our matron of honor uh, <laughs> in Hello, Dolly. Um, I think she finds home and really love in an unexpected place. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does that by rediscovering 
the wonderful things in the world. Um, and at one point, uh, the line is, um, Irene Malloy says to Dolly, oh, Dolly, isn't the world full of wonderful things? Mm-hmm. And then Dolly starts to sing before the parade passes by. Um, and so we watch this story of a, a woman whose life is changed um, and who finds a place and people to call home through love. Um, and I think it's such an important story to tell um, and one that I'm honored to be able to tell. Um, and Jerry Herman uh, talks about, you know, Dolly, why do people get so excited at the the title number to the show, Hello, Dolly? Um, and he says it's one of the shortest times in musical theater where the leading character states their thesis and then we see them do it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of act one, she sings before the parade passes by and she decides that she is going to re-enter the human race. Mm-hmm. And about 13 minutes into act two, we watch her do it. Mm. And so we go on that whole journey in a matter of 20 minutes. And I just think it's so stunning. And I'm so excited uh, to share this really spectacular musical with our community. You were so born to do what you do. You you just get the point, the message, the meaning. And then you have the vision of how to share that. That was great. Thank you. (laughs) I I remember seeing uh, Bernadette Peters in Hello, Dolly! in the revival and um, it was just electric in that space. You know, the story itself is so moving, truly. It takes you up and down all over the place. But it's just one of those shows that, you know, Dolly is like an icon, right? And just when she opens her mouth, the audience is just sitting there waiting for more. And I remember she couldn't even finish songs and people were on their feet just, you know. And whether it was Bernadette or, you know, or... um uh, gosh, who else played it, it, on, in the Bette Midler, Bette Midler you know, Donna these, Murphy, yeah. Benny whoever Buckley it was, on the tour. right? Like whoever it was, it's just so iconic. Why did you choose to put something so iconic to open the season? I mean, why, why, why the opener? Right? Is that uh, maybe in theater season planning, the opener is the thing mm-hmm. that you want like everybody to come to? Is that like yeah? What? It really okay. sort of it it fell into place once we got Dolly. Yeah. Really, that's where home came from. Oh, and okay. I thought that it was like how, the anchor. It was the anchor. You, yeah. And how do we shoot this season out of a cannon? Uh-huh. Well, there's no bigger cannon <laughs> than Hello, Dolly. <laughs> right. Um, well, well and, you also have Beauty and the Beast. We I do don't have know. Beauty and the Beast. Those are, those are two cannon pretty too. big cannons. <laughs> um, but I remember going to Jason Galinsky, our incredible production manager, when we were starting. I said, I can't tell you why, but can we figure out a way mm-hmm. to get a woman into the second row of the theater yeah. <laughs> above them because there's these beautiful moments where she walks out and she addresses the audience directly. Uh-huh. Um, and actually Katrina was in doing Death Trap at the time when this conversation was happening. I said, you know, can we do Hello, Dolly? And it was, if we can get Dolly mm. into the second row mm. to talk to the audience, we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the opportunity that the Garden Theater space gives us um, for scale. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that Broadway production, there is nothing that's going to be more exciting <laughs> than that production. It uh-huh. really was, yep. you know, just so first rate. Um, there's no way that we can expect to do that, to replicate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea is really to go back to the storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, go back to the matchmaker. You know, this came from the Thornton Wilder play, The Matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the songs actually just help to develop the story and deepen the characters. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go back to the humans. I want to mm-hmm. make this a really true human story and talk about love and talk about someone discovering that the world, even in all of its ugliness that's happening right now, 
that there is wonderment in the world. Mm. And if we look at and if we find it in each other, in other human beings, the world is a wonderful place. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the focus of, of this story. Um, and it's one of my mother's favorites. Mm. So uh, well, it's just a bonus, yeah. right? <laughs> so so the, the opening of the show at the Garden in my first season as artistic director, my mom knows. Mm. It's her show. It's her Hello Dolly. Amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, you, You're lucky mom. You mentioned something just a minute ago about, you know, Garden being unique and in, in, in being able to stage things. And I, I think that's one of the beautiful things about Garden is there. I just sat fourth row of Aladdin mm-hmm. and it was awesome, mm-hmm. right? It was majes- the majesty of that of that space and that yeah. set. Now, if I was sitting in the top row, it'd be tiny, you know, but there's something about about the Garden Theater that you are able to feel the emotions of the actors. You're able to see their faces. You're able, you know, there's something about that intimacy that the audience is able to experience that although Hello Dolly on Broadway is this huge thing, that being able to bring that down and really mm-hmm. dive into the characters a little bit deeper, I think that's going to be beautiful. Yeah, give really the audience beautiful. an immersive mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Just being right in it. You know, yeah. if there there are 26 people in, in our version of Hello, Dolly, and the audience is the 27th cast member. Aww. Right. So with right. them there and that in that interaction, in, integration and that that uh, using them and, and, and using their energy to uh-huh. help tell the story. And, and I think one thing that I've seen a lot of work now by both uh, Katrina and Roberta, and I think one thing that I'm really drawn to their art is my feeling as an audience member when I've seen their work. Mm. Um, I felt like they both have taken large scale pieces and brought intimacy to them. Um, Katrina's amazing, Matilda and Roberta's really incredible Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in the middle of the audience and feeling like they knew that I as an audience member was an integral part of the success of the evening mm. and teaching the actors how to do that mm-hmm. and how to make me feel as an audience member that I was special. Um, and I really want to bring that to the garden. So these were the actually the first two people on my list to contact this year uh, to make sure that we put them in positions where they would be successful, they would bring something fresh and new to the garden, but also they were really giving each audience something unique and special from their experience of coming to see the shows they're directing. I love that. Well, let's talk to these incredible ladies. So Katrina, you are directing Ugly Lies the Bone. And I think we can tell that it's part of the series of home that that Joseph was trying to do or is trying to do. So tell us a little bit about about this show, because that's not as a recognizable name as, say, Hello, Dolly or Beauty and the Beast. But tell us maybe a little bit about it and why you're excited about directing it. When when Joe called and said, I think the theme for the season is home. Um, I felt so pulled to that because home is can be a pretty confusing, conflicted place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it isn't always walking into the Harmonia Gardens and having 15 waiters sing a song to you. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um, and, and, and don't we wish that that was life? Right, right. <laughs> but sometimes... Home reveals itself, mm. um, whether we relocate and we find our home in the, the people that we're working with or like your friends on Main Street, or it's something that's been there all along that we've been unable to see because of our own experiences. And with Ugly Lies the Bone, when I read it the first time, I, I wept not so much because of the plot, but because I saw this returning veteran Mm. 
mm. which is the central character of the story, as her own scars were being stretched and she was adjusting to her new physical self, so were the scars that she sees in her own home mm. adjusting to accommodate her. Mm. So sometimes scars can reveal beauty underneath. And sometimes we return to home having thought, oh, I won't ever love it here. Too many awful things happened. Or this was a confusing place to me. And yet we push those scars away and we see home in a whole new light. And I have some experience working with veterans in theater. And um, one of the things that we spent a lot of time talking about was their return. Mm. And how everything looked different. One of them said to me, the light has changed so much since I was here. Mm. And and I thought that, well, no, you're a Florida boy. The Florida light is Florida light. Mm -hmm. But in listening to him, I realized that it was his filter that had changed. Mm. So, of course, the light has changed. And I think Ugly Lies the Bone, it when Joe talks about home, I, I see it. I mm. see how returning a changed person, and in our case, our hero, who, who is a woman, um, is changed externally as well. She's incredibly scarred and damaged physically, mm. but her change is much deeper, mm -hmm. and it allows her to see home. She, her filter has changed. Oh, mm. wow, her filter has changed. Mm -hmm. Just like that veteran that said to me, the light is so different. I, I always thought your filters changed, Ryan. <laughs> That's, that says everything because everything we believe is through how we have filtered it. Mm -hmm. So that's actually empowering, too, to think that when we change our filters, sometimes we can see what's beautiful. Yes, when we're stuck. see things in a different way. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, from the outside looking in, a lot of times I think people think directors are... Um, you know, you stand here, you stand there, you enter here, you exit there. Don't you I know, wish it was that right, easy. Right? But that's what, well, that's what you think, right? And what, what you just reminded me in that, you know, 90 seconds is that a director is someone who empowers people to understand the story and tell the story and build the characters. And I, I can't imagine being in a cast of yours, like I, sitting at your feet, just those few moments as you helped us understand the importance of the story I can't imagine what you do with your cast mm -hmm. in helping them really take this story and it become a part of who they are and their heart and how important it is. And well, I was just reminded that a director is truly an educator, right? Like truly an educator, not even an education setting, but right. just an educator. And what a, what a beautiful way you shared that. Thank you, Katrina. You're welcome. Did you start out acting originally? I did. And I was did a kid actor. certain directors influence how you are as an, as an act, as a director and how did the two go together, knowing that you've done both? Like, obviously, you speak to actors the way if you were an actor, it would work with you. So talk about how you got to that place. Well, actually, hold that thought, because we have to go and take a break already. Ah. <laughs> but we're going to start the next summit with that question and get that answer from you, Thank Katrina. You, and then we're going to talk a little bit more with Roberta. So join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart.
Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here today with Joshua Vickery, and we're very excited to be speaking with our friends from the Garden Theater in Winter Garden. We have Joseph C. Walsh, Katrina Plouf, Roberta Emerson talking about this season. Um, and when we went off to break last, we were talking about Hel- Hello Dolly, uh, right? No. No. No, we were talking about... We were talking about Ugly Lies the Bone. Ugly Lies the Bone, that's right. I'm still <laughs> stuck in the, in the happy one. Because <laughs> we're going to learn about the bone. <laughs> no. um, so continue talking where we left off. Um, what was the question that we had? How did you as a director approach coming from an actor? From an actor's point of view. Yeah, so has being an actor uh, helped you as a director? And in, if so, in what way? Yes, <laughs> simple I mean, answer, right? Yes. yes, the simple answer is yes. Um, also, I, I didn't study theater in school. I uh, was a psychology major, mm. so that hasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, That's very common, Yes, the double major in those two. Yes. Uh, but honestly, I don't really have a poetic answer about why I ended up going from acting to directing. Mm-hmm. Um, it really comes from another director. Uh, who I worked with frequently uh, as an adult in my 20s and 30s. And um, I would always pull him aside. We were friends and and talk to him about what I thought was happening on stage. And at one point, he finally said to me, I'm over you. (laughs) I'm over you and your thoughts about my play and your thoughts about all this. And if you want to talk about that stuff, will you please leave me alone? And go direct somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he said it with all kinds of love in his heart and support, <laughs> right? And and only a little bit joking, actually quite serious. Um, and what he said to me was, your eyes are too big. You see more in the story than an actor should be seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, your vision is different. It's, it's not better or worse. It's just different. And I think your vision is as a director. I think wow. when you see theater, that's how you see it. And, and all laughing aside, it was the um, kindest, most wonderful yeah. thing anyone ever said to me. Because then he said, and by the way, I think I can get you a job. Wow. Um, and start you on a little project so I can see if I'm right or wrong. Wow, mm-hmm. what a beautiful gift to give you. Yes. So what was the first thing you did? It was a three-person um, musical review. And it it wasn't anything except the, the songs were really good. And um, it was just, it gave me a chance to just see if I really did understand it. Did if it come, if my eyes were big enough. <laughs> did it seem to come natural to you? Totally, yes. And I never, ever looked back. I... I was never completely comfortable as an actor. I mean, I loved it, and I, I did well. I made a living, but it wasn't, it's, this is my skin. So when I get a chance to work on a play like this, it it just reminds me of how it, he was right. My eyes are big enough. Are you still in touch with him? He passed away uh, just recently. I'm sorry. And so um, it's been a loss, but yes, prior to that I was. And Does he know that you've got... That you had gone into this? Oh, yes. Oh, that's oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it, it's still every day, and I have his picture on my desk, actually. Aww. So Directing became home for you. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. So before we move on, because I want to talk to Roberta before we have to go, for sure, but you were just mentioning, Joe, Joe that uh, on the break, that this is an important story, because if you're really wanting to celebrate diversity on the Garden Theater stage, and a, a female war veteran, you know, is, is a big topic, 
is that, was that a part of you choosing this 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 play? Absolutely. It's written by Lindsay Ferentino, who is actually a Central Florida native, and it takes place on the Space Coast. Mm. So really, when we're talking about home, we're talking about location, right here, and yeah. we're talking about you know one of our own, mm -hmm. um, who is a young woman who is really pioneering uh, in the American theater today. Um, and so I think it's it's fantastic to celebrate her and to make sure that Part of our job at the garden is to celebrate and tell diverse stories mm. from diverse voices. Um, so it's not simply checking off something that is diversity. We're going back and we're telling a female playwright, telling the story of a female war veteran. Mm. So that, that voice is authentic, mm -hmm. right? And so I can't think of a better sort of combination of these two spots in our season than to have this new up-and-coming young female playwright, you know, with now going into talking about A Raisin in the Sun, which is written by an African-American woman and is one of the greatest plays ever written in the history of by this country. Anyone. Mm -hmm. By anyone. Mm -hmm. Right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, these incredibly diverse stories which come from different voices, but they're voices that are true to the heart of the stories we're telling. So we're telling them from the point of view of the the people who experienced this. Mm -hmm. Lorraine Hensbury's voice is so strong and mm -hmm. so clear mm -hmm. um, that it was important to tell it truthfully, tell it real. And when Roberta and I started talking, I, I, I just felt like this was someone to, I always, as I said, I always want to learn. And it was the beginning of our conversation mm -hmm. was, Roberta, teach me. Mm -hmm. Teach me how to tell this story. Uh, teach the garden how to tell this story and teach the actress how to tell this story. Mm. Uh, and so I'm thrilled that Roberta said she would come Roberta, and do Roberta, have you ever directed this before? I have not. You this have is going to be the first. I've been in it. I've been blessed to be in it a few times, but I have not ever directed so it. How do you feel about it? Uh, ready. Yeah. Very ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, yes. I love how quickly yes. you said yes. that. Yes, very ready. Um, and it was so interesting because when we had the conversation about me directing it, you know, my first thing was, well, don't I want to be in it again? And, 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 I, and then my very next thing was, no, I want to, I want to be the voice of it mm. now. Does this still stand up in time for you? Absolutely. I mean, um, Lorraine Hansberry, one, was well before her time mm -hmm. with a lot of her messages and a lot of what she wanted to say with this piece. Um, and the fact that it still resonates in 2020 um, as, you know, we talk about home and they're finding home in a, in a bunch of ways in this family, right? Mm -hmm. They're finding home within themselves. They're, you know, absolutely relocating to a new, another home and trying to make a space for themselves. Um, and if we can't talk about making a space for yourself as a person of color in 2020, like that, that's essentially what mm -hmm. we're all trying to do. Um, and I think it's important that that particular voice comes out. And I, and I also, I love that um, we talk about diversifying the stories that we tell um, and a Raisin in the Sun is a way to do that in a classic way, mm. but also a way to give voice um, to act for actors playing characters that represent that they can <laughs> see themselves in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the story is so universal that not only can, you know, actors of color see themselves in it, but even any audience member that comes through has no choice but to see a represent, first of all, a positive representation of black Americans, African Americans, but also a representation of family and dreams mm -hmm. and what it means to want something so bad. Because it really is a yeah. lot of family stories. It, well, it it's everyone's family story. You yeah. can see, you know, everyone has that grandmother. Everyone has that. <laughs> and everyone has, has dreams. So in dream. like in like yeah. 30 seconds, Roberta, remind our audience, what is a raisin in the sun? What 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 is the story and what are we going to experience? Uh, what happens to a dream deferred, right? Does it dry <laughs> up like a raisin in the sun? Uh, mm -hmm. It's a story of dreams. It's a story of 
uh, a family, an African-American family in Chicago who is trying to survive mm-hmm. and is trying to find their home within each other and their home within this country and their home within their particular community. Um, and they, you know, without giving too much away, I think I don't think you can give too much away in Raising the Sun, <laughs> but still. <laughs> they go through... Um, familial problems that mm. have you know that surface over this you know two day for the first act period and, and a week later for the third act um, period of time in a search for love mm. but love in a way that we accept each other for who we are mm. um, instead of who we want or who we think we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that search is something that, that I think a lot of families try to find um, and a lot of families go mm-hmm. through and a lot of families are always kind of toying with. Mm-hmm. And, and within that, how do we uplift ourselves as a family as we move towards the future? Uh, I love I, I, I'll say it again. Your cast is going to be so lucky to work with you on this piece. <laughs> Who is your cast? So I don't, probably don't know that yet. You know, you said... And you said it very quickly, uh, ready. Mm-hmm. And so you've thought a lot about this. Oh, yeah. You're probably taking it to bed, waking up with mm-hmm. it, all of that. What do you think is going to be your biggest challenge in telling the story? Um, I think my biggest challenge will just be making sure that my actors feel comfortable enough to have this voice. Mm. Because it, because one of the things about Raising the Sun is it is so known now. It is one of the greatest American plays ever, right? And so we all come into that with a perception of what that means. And I think the biggest challenge will be to clear out that perception and have our voice at that time at the mm, garden. Mm. What does it mean for us to say what we're saying with this piece now? And you and them, you actors, our artists, our creative team, feeling comfortable enough to come in and go. This is our story now. Wow. And this is what we're telling. Clearing out all those preconceived mm-hmm. notions of what and people also, might think in, of this. Yeah. As we know in Winter Garden, there was a time when this would never have been even playing there. So there's a time that, I mean, the play is so revolutionary even when it you know, when it came out then. Yeah. Um and yeah, in Winter Garden, Florida, you know, to have this story, there there there's a recent time. I yeah. mean, if you really think about the number of years, there's a recent time where this wouldn't yeah. be playing there. There's also a recent time where I wouldn't have been the director yeah. right. of the garden. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know, so all of that is changing and to change it so boldly, mm. I think is is the way to go. And what a tribute to theater mm-hmm. and to, to all the arts. That's what you can do. You can break through walls. It's gentle. It's a play. Right. You go in there and people start thinking a little right. bit more. And mm-hmm. a little different. And and thinking is the proper term, mm-hmm. right? Do you see yourself still as a pioneer? I mean, in, in a moment like this, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I don't think pioneers ever see themselves as pioneers. <laughs> Good you know, answer. You know, I, 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 I would hesitate to say that about myself. I, I see myself as someone who just wants to put a voice out there that is right and is justified and is open-minded to everybody's story Mm -hmm. and hopefully if I put my story out everybody else will feel comfortable enough to put theirs out Mm. yes and once we do that we see and once we do that we'll see where we are right Mm -hmm. yeah and we can have empathy yeah I'm sure you know Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks even Obama didn't see themselves as pioneers Mm. we do now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so all I can do is action Mm -hmm. 
Wow. So all actors that are listening out there, make sure you come to audition for, have, have the auditions already happened? No, not yet. Okay, so make yeah. sure you audition for Ugly Lies the Bone and A Raisin <laughs> the Sun to work with these two fabulous ladies. Uh, they're going to be fantastic. So we have like 60 seconds, 30 seconds left. Joe, Joe, what did we miss? Tell us. I mean, I just have to say, can how blessed am I? Yeah. Right. I, I'm sitting here across these two titans of theater and I get to learn from them next year. Mm. I have the best job in the world. I can't tell you how moved, inspired I am to have heard my two friends talk about these things mm. and to have the opportunity to work with them and learn from them next year. Um, we are just going to keep making each other better. Isn't it so wonderful? Yeah. Um, that's what I have to say is that <laughs> every time we get to talk about what's happening next season, I, it's. I'm just thrilled and excited and blessed. I, I can't believe it. Um, home, there couldn't be a better yep. theme than yeah. home after what I've heard this afternoon. Yeah, Joe, well, we'll, I'll just say we're very glad that you're here as well oh in our goodness, arts community. And, <laughs> leading yeah, the charge at the Garden yeah. Theater. And, and friends, you're going to want to check out their season. So go to gardentheater.org, T-H-E-A-T-R-E, Org and look at this amazing season. You can get a subscription so you can see multiple shows. Mm -hmm. And A Raisin of the Sun opens on my birthday. So maybe, <gasps> maybe that's how yes. my birthday. That would be awesome. <laughs> so check it out, gardentheater.org, and make sure you, you support Joe and Katrina and Roberta and all the amazing performers and actors mm -hmm. and, and stage managers and all the people who are making great theater there at Garden Theater. Okay. And we'll have you back. Yeah, we'll have yes, you please. back. We'll have please. all of you back. Keep in touch. Let us know what you're doing, and we'll see you at the theater. Joshua, thank you for another fun show. Always a great conversation and with you, Mary. Very insightful. Yeah. yeah. I sit here just getting the chills. Listeners, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Magic 107.7 FM from, from the, the heart. heart.